the yearbook sportscast yep we already forgot something hey guys is i guess how you're supposed to start anything on the internet anything that's on the internet any video any anything is supposed to start that way so hey guys Baseball has very big problems. All sports do. Uh, And even though we complain a lot, uh, Major League Baseball is absolutely trying to deal with those problems. And one way to do that is to expand the playoffs, add playoff teams. Everyone else already did it years ago. Although the thing that made baseball different for decades is that one team, if you were lucky enough, your team maybe, stood above all the rest in the division and was one of only two teams to make the playoffs in the entire National or American League. No wild card to deal with, no divisional round, no early upsets, just a seven-game series, one step away from the World Series. Four teams won their divisions, and those were the only four in the entire playoffs. If you're a fan of an excellent team right now, you would be thrilled with that format. Unfortunately, that meant for decades that if you were a fan of an excellent team that finished in second place in the division, you were left out. Period. No way in. So as much as we don't like it, more playoff teams at least seems inevitable and seems like it might have far enough reach to help with some other problems as well. But to us, part of this problem is baseball's longest problem, which is not the problem we just mentioned. A lack of competitive teams is dulling the game, and it may be more obvious now, but that's been happening since the early 1990s. All this time, people should have stopped crowing about avoiding work stoppages and should have stopped crowing about how they're raking in millions in digital revenue. And they should have started working on a salary cap or some other way to put all the MLB teams on even footing. Unlike in the NBA, which has its own competitive problems, but where the Bucks and Raptors are two of your three best teams, small market baseball teams can't compete. In the last 25 years, there have been two small market champions in 2003 and 2015. Sounds interesting. And even when surprise teams do rise up, surprise the small market teams, they don't just keep growing and growing into some kind of Cinderella rebellion over the years. They just keep replacing each other. So it's the same small club. Just for example, to explain, right now the Diamondbacks, Brewers, Rays, and Athletics are currently up, while the Reds, Rangers, Pirates, and Orioles are currently down. In 2016, the Rangers and Orioles both made the playoffs, but the Diamondbacks, Brewers, Rays, Athletics, Reds, and Pirates were nowhere to be found. The Athletics, Pirates, Orioles, and Royals all made the 2014 playoffs, but the Diamondbacks, Rays, Reds, and Rangers were way out, while the Brewers did have a winning record but didn't make it. Stories about board fans and uncompetitive games, reasons being brought up to add playoff teams, have been around for a quarter century with waves of predictable uncompetitive teams you could definitely make the point that all teams big and small are now doing the same exact thing they're all now going after super cheap young talent but any talk about boring baseball still has to start where it began with the same old haves and the same old have-nots there is uh, i'm your host doug by the way uh this is uh the yearbook sportscast the there's also talk about the uh, baseball schedule becoming more even where everyone will play everyone Every season, just like, kind of, in 1984. Now, obviously, unlike in 1984, National League teams would face American League teams all the time now. But back in the old days, you remember this? You knew the season was heading toward the end. You knew fall was coming when the Padres played their final series against the Phillies and the Mariners wrapped up all their games with the Indians for the year. That's when you knew the season 
was just about over, and that's where we're heading again, which is not a problem. But the schedule was shifted in the first place so divisional arch enemies wouldn't have to read about each other on the internet, which didn't exist yet, or did it? For example, under the old system, the Cubs played the villainous Cardinals 18 times, which sounds like a lot, but they might play in April and then not again until June and then not again until September. Meanwhile, the Cubs were also playing the Braves, who they feel neutrally about 12 times. Things were changed, so teams were now facing hated division rivals like 19 times and eh, teams six times. But now people are complaining that the Cubs are wasting their time on the in-division, the, uh, in-division Reds when they should be playing the Dodgers. Well, what happens when the Reds get good again and the Dodgers are down? Will fans again pine for division games? Maybe not. How media covers baseball has certainly changed, and maybe the appetite for regional opponents has changed too. Or maybe it hasn't. We said no. We uh, we said waned, not not rain. We said waned, but it still reminded us of rain, which reminded me of this uh, rain could potentially mess with those speed limit signs that have a big digital readout. The ones that post the actual speed limit and then below it it says uh, your speed or whatever. It gives you a digital readout of how fast you're actually going. In the baseball movie The Rookie, which we thought was only okay because they screwed up the story a lot, Dennis Quaid clocks his awesome noise-making, don't ask, fastball by throwing it past one of those digital speed limit signs. Now, allegedly, that won't work because we've never tried it Uh, but they're only calibrated for cars. Supposedly, if they could measure a fastball, those speed limit size, every owl or bird that flew by would get a speed readout. But maybe rain can mess with those things just enough. This is unscientific because it's only happened twice and not in any kind of controlled or measured place. And we have to mention, disclaimer, I hate it when we mention something personal that we're doing. I hate that in sportscasting, too, when sportscasters talk about what they had for dinner last night. Or, hey, remember when we golfed this afternoon and you cheated? I absolutely hate that. We mentioned something personal. Why should you care what we're doing? You shouldn't. So anyway, in a heavy rain, two different times, all of a sudden this digital speed limit sign shows it flashes six miles per hour when I'm walking near it. And I'm, I'm the only one anywhere on the road. There's no one pulling out of a driveway. There's nowhere any, anywhere to be seen. And all of a sudden, this thing registers six miles per hour as I approach it. And that seems about right. Because I run in a, I run in a road race. It's What is it? It's like nine or seven or eight miles, whatever it is, something like that. And six miles per hour sounds somewhere something close to being right about my actual rate of speed. So rain might totally screw these things up into working. Uh, We talked over the course of two recent episodes about the lure of the case of former Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez and how, despite the fact that we definitely do not need one, we are absolutely getting an Aaron Hernandez movie. One reason we thought we didn't need a movie was the Boston Globe's Hernandez podcast, Gladiator, which, yes, is audio only, but which has so many and so much layered and compelling detail It's going to be better than any movie or series ever could be, unless it's a documentary series. Even if the movie was great somehow, it seems like some stuff is still going to get made up for dramatic purposes or certain people are going to be over-dramatized or just made up. Well, by not listening to Gladiator in a timely manner, we missed the old, old news 
that the FX network acquired the rights to the podcast. They acquired the rights to Gladiator back in January 2019, January of last year. It's before Gladiator even finished airing. Now, what FX is going to do with the podcast, that's a mystery. But since it's FX, not Jerry's World of Audio, a movie is an unwanted but seemingly real possibility. Although, and this is just personal opinion, we like a lot of what FX does. Uh, in the NFL, the Browns' Miles Garrett has been reinstated, so he's back with the Browns immediately again. Garrett had been suspended since mid-November for clubbing Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph on his bare head with his uh, helmet, with a helmet near the end of the game. It didn't, and hopefully it didn't do any long-term damage, but Garrett could have killed Rudolph with that shot. Also, Garrett accused Rudolph of calling him a racial slur, which Rudolph denied. What happened to that? Was Rudolph lying? Was Garrett lying? The NFL says it didn't find any evidence a slur was used. But was there anything further? For such a reckless shot, Miles Garrett should have been suspended longer than what it turned out to be, which was six games. Definitely into next season, at least. And if Garrett's accusation afterward was a lie, shouldn't that have made it even worse? That's what we were going to say, but then Garrett has since reasserted that Rudolph did use a racial slur and that ignited the incident. Now, there's no way out here for anybody. Either Rudolph said it and then lied about it to cover it up, or Garrett lied about it and then lied about it again to cover it up. Garrett's suspension still should have been longer, but now should it have been even longer? Or should Rudolph have been suspended, which he wasn't? Uh, guys. 